Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? Exit the Matrix podcast. You know what it is. You know what you got yourself into. I am Amin Drew Law. I am here with the Mo Man. Uh, Mo Man, what's up? Yo, what's good, people? I hope y'all living well. We have a lot to talk to today, so I am ready to jump directly into the Matrix. Anything that you have to say before we do so? Enter. Now, tanks, now. So it uh, looks like a uh, Saudi Arabian oil tanker was hit. Four Saudi Arabian. <laughs> Four of them. Four. Some big shark bites was taken out of those ships. Uh, what the conversation is, it looks like it was a Yemeni's insurgency group. They're saying that it's the Houthis, which is uh, a Shia organization that is apparently or like being insinuated that it is a part of Iran. That shit is weird to me, bro. Because in this world, any motherfucker that's a Sunni, they assume, I mean, look, if Farrakhan did some shit, ain't nobody going to try to trace that shit back to Saudi Arabia, right? Because they just Sunnis, right? But anytime any Shia motherfucker do anything, is always, and they're an Iranian proxy. I think it's so interesting, man, because it's like, when we hear Muslim here, you know, we always think it's it's Sunni. That's the conversation. But right. it's like Shias are the minority there. So it's like they play that same card. If you know, Yemen uh, engaged in war with uh, Saudi Arabia with the backing of the United States. So with Iran becoming a big player, well, I don't think they're becoming a big player. The United States government and uh, Donnie J and Ramsey Bolton, I mean John Bolton, are uh, like interesting in engaging this. Uh, I think a lot of people are thinking or maybe there's a conversation surrounding this being you know like a scapegoat it's several things that are very interesting to me right so like the british there's a british general who is a nato general who has already been like yo i from my intelligence reports haven't seen anything that says there's any kind of increased iranian threat which was directly countering what what bolton was saying so that's an interesting thing but the, the attack to me is fascinating if only because this shit has turned into a whodunit Right. And America is going to automatically play into Iran. Iran did it. But the reality is there's a lot of reasons why it could have been Iran. There's a lot of reasons why it could have been just Yemenis on their own. You know what I'm saying? Pissed off about what their nation has been suffering at the hands of Saudi Arabia. You said that Yemen and Saudi Arabia are at war. I would disagree with the language of that. I would say Yemen is involved in a civil war, and one faction of that civil war is being out and out bankrolled by the Saudis. So, like, if this is the Yemenis hitting back now, they're like, oh, if you, please understand, if you hit us, just know that we can hit you. I mean, this shit is like some mafia shit, bro. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because you talk about Syria, you can talk about so many different factions that exist in Syria right. that are being backed by so many different larger players. So what happens is is you have all these uh, insurgents or you know just people who are, I'm sure, I believe they're freedom fighters or whatever it may be, government entities. It's just a game of, of chess. I mean, Syria is so wild, bro. You have the official DOD groups that they're backing and those groups are backing they're fighting against other groups that are backed by alphabet organizations here 
Like, that's how fucking out of control Syria is right now. Like, both of these motherfuckers are getting money from this country, and they're, they're factions that are fighting each other. Then you have the whole Assad faction, which is a whole other faction. I think this is really another reason why the education system and the news organizations are just doing everyone a disservice. Because Facts. you have a 24... It's a lot simpler than it is. We have a 24-hour news cycle. Mm. Uh, why, why isn't these conversations being had extensively so we can sort of flush out... From 6 to 7? The average American can't handle that. But we can probably have a one-hour segment at some point in the day that does an in-depth look at these are the sex. What do they want? You know, who who are their backers? Like, that could be done. In a 24-hour news cycle, that could totally be done. How often do we watch a 10 to 20 minute YouTube video that does a really good job explaining the political lines, you know what I'm saying, that exist, you know, throughout the the, the world? And I just think, like, why are we not having these conversations? I think another thing that's really interesting about the attack on the the tanker, we've talked about it for years, right? The dark side of the drone war, right? Not that the drone war ever had any positives, because I think they go inherently against the concept of habeas corpus, right? We need to be able to charge human beings and try them in some type of court, right? And then determine if there is some type of guilt and determine what to do from there. Whereas with this, is like, oh, this motherfucking name showed up on a list. Let's go ahead and hit him. Yeah, you know and who are you really hitting? Right. I mean, how? Like, I I know we hear we heard a lot about surgical strikes. I remember hearing a lot about that for the um the first Gulf War. That's some sexy language. Yeah, and you hear. Uh, I remember there was I can't remember the newscaster, but they were just saying, "Wow, look at these bombs! Look how incredible they are! Look at all this technology! There's all these pinpoint precision." Yeah, and it sounds like you're just hitting person who you know a part of the Taliban and who's like oppressing people in the moment. But you look at these drone strikes and President Obama, he was he was Mister Drone. Strikes. He was the king of it. Noam Chomsky talked about that shit. There's always a conversation surrounding the civilians that were hurt, hit, you know? Like, lots of innocent people are dying from drone strikes. It's not like there's one little small airplane that you that looks like you could buy it at Kmart that just slides in right, and does something. Right, no, this right. is serious damage that's happening. Right. And like you said, because King's it's not... King's landing all over the world. But, but what's wild, though, is this is being done by other organizations now, other nation states. Whereas this was something that only we were doing for a little minute. You know, this is very simple technology. I mean, to the extent that it is, right? And so that's that's what's really scary about this. If it's not Iran, you have this group of people that are not very sophisticated militarily speaking one way or the other that are projecting the ability to potentially damage global economies by damaging the oil trade. It's much easier to destabilize a country and take what you want than fighting, you know, an entire nation on on something. A lot of the conversation surrounding um Iran too is the nuclear deal that was set in place you know, a lot of people came in to inspect those areas. You know, right. a lot of people from the U.N. and the United States came in to inspect, you know, what Iran was doing in, with their nuclear project, that that information is going to be used to hit soft targets, right. stop targets to start destabilizing this country. And I think that's the first step in, in America's playbook and in a, in a playbook of any country that's trying to destabilize But with a nation somewhere. with these many mountains, I mean, what the fuck is a soft target? You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Honestly? It's interesting, though, because Bolton was talking about sending 120000 to the Gulf, and apparently that kind of caught <coughs> Air Cheeto off guard because when they asked him about it, he's like, 
Well, I didn't say that. We're doing what? Oh, uh, but we would. But you know what the scuttlebutt is? That really has him and fucking Bolton kind of at odds because he's already a little bit pissed off because Bolton sold how easy the Venezuela coup would be, and that's been very ugly in their face. Bolton and them guys, like, they really aren't interested in, like, the backlash of the American populace. They're not elected. Why would they? They're right. They're not elected officials. And, you know, you you look at how Donnie J is being, you know, grilled here on the, 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 the election. Brett, the election is right around the corner, you know? Right around the corner. So he has to start playing that role as well. You know, it is, it is a difference, right. but... 120,000 troops. I mean, that's... That's nothing, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a big number. I mean, that's half the population of Little Rock, Arkansas. That's a major amount of people. And, you know, the thing is, people talk about historically, politically, they say, well, presidents in war don't lose elections. Yeah, if you win in the war, it, that's the key. Bro, every president is engaged in war. When's the last time a president was not engaged in war? Yeah, no facts. So, yeah, miss me with that uh, antiquated... uh, What's next? What's next, my friend? Disney. Disney has taken, uh, as of Monday, have taken ownership control and active control of Hulu. To the tune of how much money was it again? 27.5 Billy. Billion dollars with a b b b b b. A billy, a billy, a billy, a billy, billy, billy. And I think that this is because there's no way Hulu is worth that much. Bruh. There's absolutely how much is Netflix worth? Is Netflix worth twenty five billion? Can't be worth twenty five billion. Look, bro, if Hulu would have sold for five billion, I would have felt like somebody overpaid. And and I like Hulu as a service. I do. It's no no shade to Hulu, but what the fuck is their market share, yeah. bro? They got One Punch Man. I love One Punch Man. I think what's happening is is Disney is this is a this is a move for the future. This because you know that they're creating their Disney streaming service right. that's and coming that into they're play. They're forcing Comcast to carry. They're forcing Comcast to carry the Hulu until 2024. Isn't it insane that Comcast Can is getting bullied. bullied? Facts. This is because Shit. you don't embrace the future and you try to nickel and dime everybody with this cable stuff. And then you realize, oh, streaming is here, and y'all got into it way late. And now they're just a crappy company that sells you overpriced internet. And, man, Disney is just, I think that's it, man. They're making their play. They're making their play for the number one streaming service. You look at Amazon. Amazon got a million things going on. I'm sure there are people that are interested in their streaming service and what's going on with that streaming service. But Amazon's making so much money now, they can't count it. No, it's the it's the Walmart model, right? Like, Sam Walton is okay to make a penny profit on every single thing that you do, right? And that's where Amazon is. They don't really... I mean, if they ever became the number one streaming service, they'd be cool with that. But so long as they're turning a profit, it's one finger in a pie where they got a hundred different pies with a hundred different fingers. Yeah, and Disney's pie is media. Yeah. That's what they do. Like, if if it was American Gods, like, Disney would be the god of media. Like, that's what they're getting. I remember they were talking about movie theaters have to play their movies in a certain amount of theaters. Like, they're making sure that the media game is wrapped up. And this is a bigger play for them to have that number one streaming service because they know how much money is involved with that. They're bullying Comcast. They're making a play against Netflix because I think it's like the PlayStation versus Xbox model. There can only be one, my imagine, friend. Imagine you have $50,000 of private stock in Netflix. What would you do with the move that Disney just made? What would you do? Do you ride it out? Do you sell? I don't know. Money's fake, man. I have no idea. I would say I would ride it out. I think Netflix is doing something that is unique because 
they have great social currency. People talk about Netflix like the streaming service. Yeah, don't nobody Pe- say Hulu and chill. Facts. You, I think that Netflix is doing a really good job, and they like they also do really good when it comes to the offline content, like downloading things. And I know that's how I watch most of my TV, downloading it to my phone. Because like when I'm at home, like bro, I'm not watching TV. I'm like playing video games. I'm writing raps. I'm reading articles. I'm smoking hookah. You know, I'm whipping up some falafel. Like I don't have time to watch TV. Yo, so WhatsApp admitted that there is an exploit in their app that has been used by alphabet organizations to spy on their users, in specific a certain intelligence agency in the Middle East. Wow, what a huge surprise. That's really interesting (laughs) because I remember WhatsApp was touting their encryption, their encryption services. And if if you are out there and you have family overseas like I do, my aunt just hit me up on the WhatsApp with some health video. She sends me videos all the time. And I want to tell her, like, auntie, like, this is a, this is propaganda. Like, please don't believe this video. But she sends them to me all the time. God bless her. I love her so much. But WhatsApp is huge in the Arab community, and I'm sure it's big in um, the entire uh, global communication system. And I remember that uh, when I was in my activist group a few years back, we all wanted to switch to an application called Signal because Signal apparently had better encryption. But it's coming out also that Signal was also a part of all of these things. So. All you can do is best practices, right? I say this as an ex-IT guy from a whole nother lifetime ago. Look, encryption is just big math, right? So if you have big computers, they can break that big math. Given enough time and enough interest, all encryption can be beat. What you want to do is disenfranchise Joe Blow, regular fucking schmuck who can fucking hack your fucking shit. But big nation-state players, just assume that anything you send on the internet Seven to ten different organizations are watching your shit in real time. Yeah, it's like, when do we choose to have this information? I think it's what's going on. Maybe they're not listening at all moments, but they're recording at all moments. So all they got to do is pull up your situation right on the cloud, bang, 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 bang. We see this happen with Black Lives Matter activists, with activists all across the country that show up missing or, you know, have charges against them. And you're going, hmm, how how did this information get out? And you know Mm. it's there. Remember, was it Apple or Google? I can't remember who it was, where they wouldn't allow the government to have a backdoor to all of their encryption stuff. Interesting. Do you remember that? Yeah, that happened not too long ago. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of conversation that on the slight, they allow them to have that backdoor. Yeah, master keys. Yeah, that if you have that, then you can have access to anything and think about all of them. So just think about it the next time you want to send a dick pic. I mean, there or it actually, is. yeah, never send a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that person asks to see your dick. If they want to see your dick, they'll ask. Speaking of dick pics. (laughs) (laughs) Do it to the best of my knowledge. Yes. Joe Beasy has never showed his dick to somebody. You how much do you want to bet that Joe Biden sends dick pics? I don't think he knows technology like that. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think he's a very intelligent man. He probably took a picture of his dick, put it in a letter, signed it, and mailed it off. He's low fiber. He's just an old fashioned perv. He touching motherfuckers, bad touch. Don't touch me. Not asking, no, that's his shit. I don't think he has the the tech savvy. But yeah, Joe Biden is a, a where my hug at kind of dude, yeah, you know. Um, I don't think he even asks. What he has been asking for is quote unquote middle ground in the climate change yeah, you know, argument. It'll save the world if all that happens is instead of the Earth's temperature going up ten degrees centigrade, it just goes up seven. 
ridiculous nature of fucking liberals and fucking centrist, man. And Donnie J, he's been playing his card because he's been talking up Joe Biden. He's been saying, I think it's going to be Joe Biden. I think that's who it's going to be. You They've know? been talking for years about wanting to fight. I mean, first off, I don't want to see either one of these people as the president. But I would pay good money if, they, if I mean, y'all talking that shit, man. Like, y'all really want to, you know, throw hands. If we want to go back to the old-fashioned days, you know what I'm saying, where, like, the the kings would... What's that? That shit where Jon Snow is like, uh, you know, what if me and you just duel? Oh, shit, Aaron Burr, yo. <laughs> Somebody gonna get thrown out a moon door, you know? Oh, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna get Braun to fight my battles. Hey. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Yeah, but they've been playing it up. So this is such an interesting thing because a few podcasts ago, we talked about come-together culture. And I think that this middle ground conversation is a part of that. We amicably can make each side happy with climate change and large corporations that are destroying the environment. And it's like that kind of rhetoric is the reason why no one is no one that I know is passionate about the Democrats. Nobody can goon for the center, bro. That's just the, the most unsellable position ever. Look, I get the ideas on the left. The ideas on the left can change the world, and people really believe in them. They get excited for them. I get People on the far right, they those are very passionate things. You know, your 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 church tells you you're supposed to believe this, and you know heaven is waiting on the other line. If we don't do this, and we gotta save the babies, I don't agree with it, but I understand their passion. Nobody is excited about the middle, and the Democrats always want to sell middle options because all they want to do is win elections. They don't want to. They don't have any philosophies. They don't have any true get that money. That's the philosophy, right? Yeah, corporate, corporate. Right. How much money can we make here? That's that's in. Man, is Joe Biden is Joe Biden to the right of Hillary Clinton? Uh, in a lot of significant ways, yeah. the positions that he's taken over time. Look, people really koshered him out because he was kicking it with Obama. You know what I'm saying? But his his legislative track record, look at what, like, I still don't forgive him for what happened with Anita Hill, and neither does she. He's touching motherfuckers without people's permission. There's facts, that. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this motherfucker, we, we beat up Hillary over the fucking crime bill, but Joe Biden authored the crime bill. My goodness. Hillary sold it, but Joe Biden wrote it. How can I, con- how can anyone continue, and I heard... What's the de Blasio, the mayor from uh, oh New York? God, yeah. Didn't he just say he was? Oh, I'm gonna run for president. It's every white dude with money has done jumped into How the game. How are you? Bro. This is your Democratic Party. It's like 20 people, bro. Remember, it was like three or four podcasts ago where we did all the Democrats, and that list is no longer accurate because there are so many more Democrats that have jumped in. They're just throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks. We'll see what happens. So uh, another news story, um, it looks like San Francisco, shout out to the Bay, is considering doing away with facial recognition. And denying that metadata on the national level. That's fascinating. That's a big that That's a big statement. definitely go to the Supreme Court. Well, because, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but the deep fake videos, yeah. the videos that, you know, and, and me and you, I'm, I'm sure have, I know I have a significant amount of videos online right. of me doing poems yeah, doing or poems, hosting. Speeches, lectures. Yeah, whatever that may be. I'm sure they can have my face say and do all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really a good look for a state entity to right. come out and say, this is something that we want to get rid of because we see what it can do in terms of infringing on people's privacy and, and things like that. And it's rare 
to see any. I mean, we talk about police departments right. who, like, anytime they can get a tank, you know, some little town in Tennessee, they're like, well, we got some tanks. Well, yeah, we'll take them. Who knows when we want to use them? It's it's really nice to see an agency, a, a state agency, say, you know what? This is bad. We don't want this. So, yeah, I'm hoping that they go through with it. That's yeah, a good I'm curious look. to see how the right takes this, right? Because the right for a long time has tried to sell states' rights. Well, this is states' rights. It ain't just when it comes to, like, owning human beings and keeping women from controlling their body. If you're for states' rights, you got to be for states' rights on all of this stuff. So I'm very curious to see how, how the – I mean, of course, you know, they're just going to ignore it like because they only want – States' rights when it comes to guns and keeping women from having abortions for right. people people from having abortions. Can you inform me on what happened with old Donnie J's tax returns? Right. Did they come out? Like, so what's the deal with they, that? They're not his current. I believe it was the years. It was like a decade, and it was either in the the mid '80s or the mid '90s. Over the course of a decade, he apparently lost or claimed to have lost a. Billy, a Billy, a Billy, a Billy. What a theme! A billion dollar right. theme here. Over the course of 10 years, which, if you want to do the math, is something like $225,000 a day. That's literally going and buying the best Porsche you can imagine. It's getting a base option Lamborghini. You can't get the Marcielago, right. but you might could get the Gallardo. Right. You might not be able to get the Phantom, but you might be able to get the Ghost. Every day. People just don't understand how big a billion dollars is, right? But here's the thing, though. And, and again, right, the Democrats running for all the wrong things. So they're chasing this like it's some kind of silver bullet saying, oh, look at how bad he is at business. Not understanding the point, especially with real estate, is to buy low and then to claim that you have losses so that you can treat it as a depreciated asset and then not have to pay taxes on it. Hypercapitalism exists in this way where – Sometimes losing money is getting money. We're making money off the losses. That was the whole subprime. <laughs> the whole exactly. Subprime you thing. just sell it to some other schmuck. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I already knew this. Didn't you already know this? I think Democrats get hype over things that smart people already know with what Donnie J does. He's out here. He's finessing the system. And he finessed the system because he backed people like you and he was cool with people like you and you allowed him to finesse the system. Right. And again, so miss right, me with the outrage. They're not going to press that too hard because that's a brick that will hit a lot of people and a lot of those people that they get money from, right? Like Because if they wanted to make this into a real silver bullet, you could go into Appalachia, America. You could go into West Virginia. You could go into deep Kentucky and go to these... These people, these blue-collar people that are, like, struggling and be like, do you feel like it's fair that you had to pay $15,000 in taxes this year when this billionaire paid zero? Do you think that it's fair that your president paid less money than you did for your taxes? Right, But they're afraid to run that brick because now you're challenging a lot more than just him. You've got to keep it the same energy for Bezos. you got to keep it the same energy for all of these billionaires and then really put forth some legislation that forces these rich fucks to pay their share. And I think another thing is people think that all these billionaires are right-wingers, and that's really not true. I, I, I look at someone disagree. like... I I think they all are. Okay, that's facts, but let, let me just give you a point. I remember Mark Zuckerberg has been a strong proponent um, basic income. Sure. He's talked about that, and that's a progressive idea, you know? There are probably more white nationalists on Facebook than any other social media. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But what I'm saying is 
this is an easy way for them to hide. You know, look at guys like Harvey Weinstein and them dudes. Them dudes voted. You don't think Mark Zuckerberg is going to vote Democrat? I, I think he is, and I think a lot of these guys do. And that's to let you know that I don't think that there's a big difference because, okay, the Republicans fight for the 1%. The Democrats fight for the 10%. It's neither. I'm not part of either side. I'd be shocked if Zuckerberg votes at all. Honestly, I feel like he probably donates to both sides. Uh, so that both sides are beholden without oh, him having yeah. to have no, a you're conversation right. you're one right. way or the other. I mean, the vote is one little thing that he does, but the the money, right? This is the Citizens United part of it. If I'm giving a hundred thousand to the Republicans and I'm giving a hundred thousand to the Democrats, I get to champion myself like I'm a champion of democracy. I'm just here for the dialogue. Well said, my friend. Are you ready to move on? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's talk to him a little bit. Grown man boss is something you got to deal with. So all of that collaborated. Fabricated, it ain't gonna equal up to this real shit. So this is something that's uh, been on my mind as of late, uh, as I move through the world, and I'm always in my circle. You know, you know who my circle is. You know yes, who we run with. We run tight. with an incredible unit of human people that are artistic, that are creative, that are intelligent, that really look within, that really challenge the status quo. A lot of other people don't, and I'm not hating you. I, I got love for all people, man. I really do. But it is really hard to be smart in this world. It's really hard to, hard to like exist in a place where a lot of people are just kind of giving you propaganda all the time and giving you like learned ideologies that really don't matter and you have to exist with that all the time and it's really frustrating i'm sure you deal with that as well to say that these people are not intelligent right but they've been trained to use the same retorts and i see this on the left and the right right if you start talking about gun legislation right i can automatically guarantee you liberals and the left will start talking about assault rifles and like they just go to these phrases that are the phrases that they've heard, right? If you start talking about anti-abortion, immediately all of these people, I'm, I'm sorry, if you start talking about abortion, all of these people on the right are going to be like, you know, and they're just going to jump to this language of like, well, you know, it's not fair to punish the baby, right? Like they're going to jump to these stock phrases, whereas it's like, you know, maybe 30 years ago, you could have hit somebody with an article like, well, you know, it actually says that an embryo or a zygote right, is not capable of sustaining life on its own. And so it's not life as you know it. In other words, when you go to the store, right, and you get eggs, you're not calling them chickens because at best it's just an embryo and mostly it's not even. I don't even know what the hell is in a chicken egg. I mean. What's in there? What's the what's the yellow part? It's Smart the guy. yolk, which is really just uh, it's food for the, it's where the, it's what should be the food for the embryo. But because, you know, they're doing fucked up but they're doing no. forced laying right these chickens that are laying eggs are not these are eggs that are not um these are not fertilized eggs you know what i'm saying because <laughs> don't know but yeah, that would cut the shelf life uh, you know real significantly that's gross <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's food i guess yeah right but i'm saying like nobody thinks about that as an egg even if they had embryos you're not going to call that a chicken until it's hatched because it's not capable of surviving on its own until it's hatched. That that embryo could be 90% of the way done. You crack that egg early, that embryo is going to die. Uh, you know, and another thing is uh, I think a lot of times the conversation around being smart, uh, you know, exists in this world of academia. And I have a lot of friends. You, you included go to universities and go to colleges and are touted, graduated from those places. I, I work in a place with a lot of people who have master's degrees 
and PhDs and like, you know, if you have that stamp next to your name, it's easier to get hired. You know, it's difficult to exist in this world without that type of and people automatically conflate education and intellect and intelligence. And they're really very, very different things. And I definitely feel you on that. I can tell you, you know, being a hood youngin', you know, that was definitely like, nobody was super proud about the dude from the hood that came back with a PhD. You know what I'm saying? I, off top, they kind of looked at you a little bit like you sold the fuck out because of what they expect you're going to go through as far as educational hazing in the academy. And they're not very wrong. They're not far off. I mean, I am hazed nonstop in my MFA by white liberals that oh, really yeah. think they're super they think they fucking know woke. Every damn thing. Right. Man, especially white academia. Oh, they you can't tell them shit. Even within, you know, the College of Humanities, which is what a master in fine arts is, these people are not reading out of their genre. Like, and that's an interesting thing to me because I think about my my joy if I was a professor. Every time I'm not teaching, bro, I would be sitting in and auditing classes about shit I always wanted to know. I would be the best all-time learner at all. I'd be hitting up sociologists like, hey, professor blah, blah, blah. This is professor blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to sit in because, you know, you're giving a lecture on, you know, uh, Peggy McIntosh, and, and I just would like to take this in. These are people that are in academia that are not going outside of their genre to get that knowledge, by and large. You know, I think what really raised me and what really got me smart was my participation in different subcultures. And I think what's interesting about being in a subculture is you really get to see things created from the ground floor. And I remember us talking about, I think, it, I don't know if it was your uncle or whoever it was, was that was telling you, oh, B.B. King, B.B. King, he's commercial. He's overrated. No, no, that was my dad. Oh, your dad, yeah, your dad, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. My uncle got his ass whooped by Mr. T. That was the conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm keeping, shit. I'm sorry, man, I'm keeping up. I'm doing, I, I didn't mean any disrespect by that. No, 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 no. But I do think about, you know, I'm, I'm in so many subcultures, poetry subculture, right. of course, you know, this sort of uh, radical revolutionary subculture that we're in. And when you're in those spaces, you really get to peel back a lot of the rhetoric and you get to peel back a lot of this malaise and polish right. that exists in front of a lot of stuff. And you can talk, we were talking about Blueface a little earlier, you know, Hello. like like if when you're a part of rap subculture, hip hop subculture, you can't even bump something like that. Like no disrespect to nobody out there making any money and doing anything. But I, I can't absorb that because why? Because I came up in battle culture. I came up, you know, freestyle and I came up in poetry. I came up in slams. I came up in, you know, Baltimore. I came up in DC. I saw poets create things. So when I see people that talk about have this academic clout and I don't see you inside the same subculture that you right. exist in in academia here, you know, on the ground floor, right. like I don't that's never touted, man. Uh, another thing though that's really interesting though, right, about intelligence and why it has kind of a disdain is because the ego always manifests an image of self that's either better or worse as needed by the situation. So in a debate, your intellect is going to project you as the most intelligent. I mean, Donnie J does this all the time where he's debating guys like Bill Nye who are scientists, you know what I'm saying? Saying that I know better than you because the ego manifests as such. You know, if we were talking about weightlifting, right, wouldn't nobody run up on son of a Nazi Schwarzenegger and be like, I'm, I'm more weightlifting strong than you? Because mm -hmm. you can see the physical manifestation of the years that he's put in on that. No one's trying to rock with, you know, Mike Tyson. Right? No, yeah, no right? one's trying to see John Jones because right. you know what right. it is. You know what's going to happen. Whereas there's no real physical manifestation of intelligence. And it's, this is why I think a lot of people lean on their credentials like, oh, I'm a PhD. 
fact. I mean, that makes you an expert opinion, but it's still a fucking opinion of an expert. It still ain't the fucking gospel truth. You know what I'm saying? Even in your genre, you can be wrong. And so there's a little bit of that humility. And people will take that 1% chance that they wrong, like a 100% possibility that I'm fucking right. It's like, bruh, look, you, Mr. Person, who has never written a poem, it is possible that you might know more about, you know, a Shakespearean sonnet than me. But it is highly improbable. What's interesting to me is people who are like, I need to work out. I need to get back in the gym. I need to work on my body. And that's real. I'm totally here for that. But I don't hear a lot of people Yo, say let's things go, like, Let's go kick it at the library, bro. Let's just knock down five or six books real quick. Let's get our intellectual muscle on. Right. Even that's been commodified. Like, motherfuckers that go to Barnes and Nobles, but they really trying to get their fucking flirt on and shit. Well, you want to be off in the Starbucks, look like you reading something intelligent and shit. It is a nice place to pick nah. up a lady friend. That's just what I'm saying. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. But why, like, why don't people do that at libraries? Shit, that's free. Yeah, shit, you do it at the club, don't you? Right. It's a place we want to go party. Shoot, I'm out here getting my intellectual best self on. But to be fair, I mean, you know, if I was up at the library, I don't know, because I actually do like when when chicks holler, like when they actually initiate. But like, if for, if a person I did not know came up to me and tried to initiate a conversation at the library, I'd probably be like, "Bro, have you been to the club lately? You nah, can't hear a shit. damn." thing in there i don't know how if people come and try to talk to me in the club i'm like i I, I don't know i don't even know what you're saying you better write it down on a piece of paper yeah see that's your extroverted ass you are definitely team club i'm team bar that's real i i'm well now i'm team sit my ass in the house but (laughs) but i hear you i definitely was team club for a long time that's real that's real Let's take them. Uh, don't you have some uh, environmental corner? You know, I love. I love the environment. Let's go to a means environmental corner. The United States is the second largest polluter on Earth, behind China. To truly make a difference, we must overthrow the United States government. So the I wanted to talk about this last week, um, but we had the UN report. But we'll talk about it this week. Beyond Meat, the corporation that yeah, their uh, IPO man. Yes, they just uh, they just went public, as they say, if the layman's do. The stock is at like ninety one dollars. There's a couple of cats like, yeah, I bought that shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, you hang with the big boys. See, I, I don't I, have. I, you know, Sheba, Queen Sheba is like, you know, because she fucking she's super seen. vegan and shit. Oh, she's super vegan? I thought you knew that shit. Man, what do I know? Yeah. I know nothing. Marathon I'm like John Snow. Running, vegan eating. Well, well, shout out, shout out to her and. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to um, those folks who are interested in, uh, you know, reducing their meat uh, carbon footprint and so on and so forth. But, yeah, they went public. And like you said, man, they're shooting through the roof right now. They make the Beyond Burger. You know, I don't usually see stuff around here Mm-mm. that's Beyond Meat. But I think maybe it's like popping on the West Coast or I something like that. I hear it a lot, man. I hear it a lot. But, you know, and you know me, man. I get it confused with the Impossible Burger, which I actually fuck with. Yeah, that Impossible Burger is next level. But Beyond Meat is, I think the Impossible Burger, I think the the company that does that, they're they're on their way to get to where Beyond <laughs> Meat was. But yeah, I mean, they just they just popped off and got me thinking about you know capitalism within the you know this new millennial mm. lifestyle, this this new um, idea of replacing meat with meat alternatives. This company we, we're we're seeing is getting rich. Off of this, and I just think of organizations like Tyson's or, you know, Kraft or any of these huge corporations just going, hmm, maybe it's just time for us to destroy the world with not meat. And I have a lot of vegan friends. I have a lot of vegetarian friends. Last year, I I went the whole year um, vegan and, you know, since stepped back from that because I really feel like sustainability 
is far more important than just being vegan. I, I think I think staying away from meat and meat byproducts are important for your health. But I think about products like fruits and stuff that come all the way from you know, Chile. The amount of fuel and the amount of manpower and the amount of capitalism that exists when you get, you know, your strawberries or something, you know, out of season. Right. It's a large carbon footprint as well. Right. And and the fact that they need these things fresh, right? That's the key. That's the kicker. That's what's killing it all. Look, if you live in Maine, okay, and it's fucking December, it probably ain't no fucking fresh strawberries for you. You just got to deal with that shit. Uh, I think it's important for us to realize that there's not a one-stop shop solution for your diet anywhere in the world because I remember quinoa. You know, that was the big new thing, uh, and people were interested How in this. How can an ancient grain be a big new thing? Because it gentrifies founded. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, but it's not just a meatless thing, right? Because I, I, I was a poor black boy. I remember, man, eating oxtails as a fucking kid. And this shit was, it was poor people food, but it was delicious. Now that's the fucking hot cuisine. Every motherfucker want to make oxtails and this shit costs more than steak, bruh. Yeah. Most of an oxtail is a fucking bone, bruh. Man, when I went to uh, Amman for the first time, I remember going to the shawarma spot and you could get a shawarma for 25 cents. Right, Like, right. I mean, that was as cheap as the falafel sandwich. No, facts. So, you know, I, but also, them dudes had, you know, 60 lambs out in the back and yeah. 70 goats out in the back. And right. they was, you know, that was a sustainable situation. Flipping and flipping the yams. Yeah, serving work like karate. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, as a person who, you know, really thought that veganism was the solution and i'm not hating on anybody that's strictly vegan shout out to you i know how difficult you still gotta have local markets man you gotta have local markets. and so look i say that as a pineapple loving motherfucker man but like at the same time it's hard to make a an environmental argument about being vegan when you're eating foods that are being flown literally across the world across the world same thing i was talking about quinoa a lot of this stuff comes from places you can't grow here right so it if you want to exit the matrix you want to do right by the environment you want to reduce your carbon footprint Buy local grow local go to the farmer's market look yeah. i know it's a little more expensive farmer's i get market it. is the shit though some people can't afford that's real but if you are vegan i think you've made that decision coming from a place of your pockets are good to handle that you know i see places like how much is a friggin impossible burger at farewell man is as expensive as a it's fucking like, getting a farewell getting getting that at farewell i could go to bobby's burger palace and get meat for cheaper yo. yeah you can get probably two burgers for the price of it costs an impossible burger so all that yeah. is that i'm saying is i know y'all got the money for it it is fascinating right how how vegetables ever became more expensive than meat that's truly a fascinating it's thing. It's absurd, man. I go to this I go to the, I went to the supermarket and I think it was like yesterday or well, you know, and it's like how come everything here is a fortune? Yeah, no how facts. come eggplant costs me four dollars each? You know I like to throw down the eggplant list. I love eggplant, bro, but but let's keep it a buck, right? Let's keep it a buck. I could get eighty twenty ground chuck right now for probably four dollars a pound. Right. And for me to make that to me to buy I have to spend eleven dollars on enough eggplant to make my eggplant lasagna. And I know you can make eggplant in this climate, bro. I mean, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to grow, but I know you can do it in this climate. Right. And it's just frustrating. There's always an extra layer. This matrixy malaise that exists on top of everything. Take a step back. I'm not telling people don't eat meat. I'm not telling people don't eat cheese. I'm just saying, hey, we all have to learn. We all. I'm learning too, just like you. You've hit right. me on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And I want to give you a big shout out because 
you were Mr. Meat Eater. And I felt like in that time, you weren't necessarily hip to what was going on and what I was saying, but slowly but surely, man, you came along, you reduced in the way that you could. Seriously, it's it's being, being Jewish, right? There's so much shit we can't eat that I eat every fucking thing that I can. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you don't want to give up anything. It's like, no, I already don't. I'll never know what bacon tastes like or lobster. I will eat this cheeseburger. So I, um, I was watching this uh, environment documentary, as I do. I usually watch documentaries. That's my thing. And uh, they were talking about how a lot of the, like, mil- like, the Navy ships, you know, the huge, you know, the, uh, what do you call them? Like, um, what are they? Like, not like a battleship. But Battleships what? don't exist anymore, bro. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, aircraft carriers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. things of that nature are going to a more green approach. And it was like, hey, everyone, the military is going green. Check us out. I think that's a that's a really dubious phraseology for green. Like, those are those people that are still saying nuclear energy is green. Like, aircraft carriers run on small reactors, which, hey, good for them, because I can't even imagine how much petroleum it would take to, like, move something so incredibly fucking massive. But to suggest that something with a reactor that's creating a depleted uranium that's got got a fucking half-life of, what, 30,000 fucking years or some shit that you can't store nowhere, to, 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 to classify that as green is quite a stretch. Well, it's just rhetoric and buzzwords. Right. It's for, you know, it's for the schmegulars to go, well, I mean, even the military is trying. Yeah. But, uh... You, you gonna fly a fucking F-14 on month? Well, the F-14s are no longer has, like, a battleship. <laughs> Shit, there might have been battleships when there were still F-14s. Yeah, like, you're not about to fly no F-35 off fucking, you know, F- E-85 yeah. off ethanol or... Fucking solar panels or some shit. Right, like a Tesla battery or something. Yeah, you're not going to be pulling Mach 2.5 on fucking wind power, bro. No, I totally get it, man. One of them planes could start the wind power, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But when you peel back the layers, what's happening is, especially now when we're talking about what's going on in Iran and, you know, having to use the Navy in a way that maybe the United States military hasn't in a while, it's because a lot of times, you know, especially because the military might of the United States is so extensive, Mm. the problem is, is not taking down one of these large vessels it's shooting one of the refueling vessels. But when you have something that has more of a renewable resource, you don't have to have those uh, tankers coming in, bringing that fuel to these large vessels. Rhetoric and buzzwords is like being thrown out there. Yeah, and that's full circle, right? Because we've now seen with this Yemeni uh, incident that tankers can and will be targeted. Absolutely, because they don't have the same... I mean, who can take on an aircraft carrier? Yeah, no one. I just don't even nothing. think. There's it's nothing. The, it's the supreme military vehicle. The Lantern Corps would have to do it. Yeah, you know right, what I'm yeah. saying? No, yeah, you're yeah. definitely a superhero land now. Yeah, facts. Uh, a California uh, judge, or I guess the court system out yeah. there, awarded, we've been talking about the Billies, two Billy. billion dollars a billy a billy a billy a billy against the monsanto corporation for uh, how do you glyph- pronounce this? i think it's glyphosate glyphosate it's uh, the chemical that's in roundup it kills bugs but it kills your ass too kills the bees 
Yeah, it kills the bees, and the bees are already going. Yeah, it's in, um, yeah, so there's $2 billion that has been awarded to, I think it was two people that had, uh, you know, gotten cancer or something awful from this terrible chemical. And, of course, Monsanto is still, they're still trying to appeal it it's after. It's been known for so long, bro. What was that movie? I want to say it was the, the Constant Constant Gardener. Gardener? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's about glyphosate. It was literally about them testing glyphosate in Africa. It's in uh, it's in like five different brands of orange juice, and I remember like uh, I think one of the Safeway brands. You know the Safeway brand is like the, right, right, right. the cheap brand. Like you got the Safeway brand. I know you don't drink no Safeway brand. No. This guy over here, but uh, it was <laughs> it was like four parts per million glyphosate in there. I, mean, I don't know what that context is, but uh, I do know that Tropicana. Tropicana is a you know a very fancy brand. Oh no, constant you know not from concentrate organic. Blah 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 had like 10 times that. And see, that's that bullshit, man, because you you think you're living your best life, right? Back to the vegan thing. Like, you're not eating meat, you know, you're getting the not-from-concentrate orange juice, you know, and you're looking down on that dude down the block that's smoking crack and doing weed, you know, like, why are you killing yourself? Chug, glass of glyphosate, chug. And that's a part of the organic lie, too. Like, a lot of this uh, quote-unquote organic stuff has stuff in it just as harmful as the you know the conventional uh, vegetables and the con- uh, conventional fruit, um, and it's just another thing, man. It's just huge. Look, I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what to eat and what to do. I mean, shit. Right. Unless you best re- judgment, man. Use your best judgment. Use your best judgment, or you know, you try to have a little garden, man. That's what I really yeah, want, man. I'm really dying really to have. Everybody a- needs to grow their own food, kill okay. your own meat. Yeah, not nah, facts, man. We're gonna get out there one day, man. I'm I'm gonna shoot one of these deer with you, bro. There we go. We're gonna do that, man. But I'm, but I gotta do it, man. I gotta shoot it, man. I gotta I gotta which gut it and I gotta clean it, all yeah, that. We'll other do it stuff. on whatever level, man. If you wanna go out there and wrestle him, challenge him to you know fucking manhood, you know whatever the fuck, mono e mono, you know Bambi mono, whatever. Yeah, like a trivia trivia off. You know we'll have a little man. more combat game. To the, the loser death. gets eaten. You know, right. hey, but you gotta. Hey, I'm your homie, man. But if he beat you at the trivia, bro, don't. I don't know how many deer have the full grasp of the English language or yeah. uh, have opposable thumbs it's to play. Cultural in advantages. Yes, <laughs> that's how we work here. That's I mean, what it is. The king's speech wins again, baby. Um, yeah, but you know, just another thing uh, where the Matrix is just hurting people, man. Too Billy, man. Yeah. And so you gotta ask yourself. Well, first off. I mean, we'll see how it holds because this is the court in California, but they're going to appeal that shit immediately. Yeah, they've already appealed it. And it's going to go back into the, the court system again, the bureaucracy. Court system. Yeah. Who knows how far that's going to go up. tort reform. Uh, you ready to do these shout outs and fuck yous? Man, Let's do fuck it. You win shout out. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. So I just want to give a uh, big fuck you to uh, cancel culture. You know, I... Human beings are not disposable. I agree with that. Yeah. uh, You know, there are certain things, especially when it comes to the conversation surrounding what people say on Twitter. um, I can imagine going back to... I've had a Twitter account since early in the, my my uh, Twitter inception, which was I don't know maybe like 2009, 2010, and I was certainly not caught up on the wokeness like I am now. Uh, not that I'm all the way caught up, but I can imagine I've said a lot of things um, that I would immediately regret and apologize for. Yeah. And if I am, you know, if someone does find tweets that I said in 2012 that are oppressive or hurtful. 
Uh, I want to be very clear. Those things probably do exist. I think that it's important that you know people apologize and they clarify their positions in those situations. Right, but, but there's also a difference between calling people in and calling people out because a lot of these woke motherfuckers can't fight, bro. Yeah, and I know that ain't nobody going to be coming for me. Uh, <laughs> you really better be ready for war if you're coming for me. Talk that shit. Pull up. But what, what I'm saying is I am seeing so many times where it's like artists of color or – um, you know, women artists or anything like this are really like we're canceling them. Like I remember, it was a conversation I was having with some people about Doja Cat, and I don't know if we've talked about Doja we Cat. We have not. You know, apparently she had said something that was homophobic to Tyler the Creator, and uh, you know, I since apologized for it. But it's like, oh, we get to be holier than that when it comes to cancel culture. I get to say, hey, look what you did. I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm gonna cancel you. And sometimes it is important for the larger community to have judgment on someone, you know, like a like a R. Kelly or a Jared Leto, like people who are really out there hurting people. But, you know, when it comes to some tweets about something, like I'm here to work with other human beings and I'm like fuck James Gunn, man. Still fuck dude for them tweets. Yeah, fuck James Gunn. No, I, but what I'm saying is it, it you have to have you have to start from a place of peace and acceptance right. and redemption, you know, because that's the story that we all want to hear. Right. And the someone more, like the more James, privilege you have. Facts, but also someone like James Gunn doesn't necessarily even apologize for it. No, not at all. And not only that, he gets more opportunities. Right. Like I was watching I, I was telling you I've been watching the Unsolved on uh, I think it's a USA program, but I'm watching it on Netflix about uh, the the murders of uh, Tupac and uh, Biggie. Mm-hmm. One of the cops on there, uh, a white cop, uh, he gets uh, drunk and they like you know find him and they tow his car and he's like in his car and he gets a promotion because you know they said that oh he wasn't driving drunk like he he just parked <laughs> illegally. Wow! And the black cop is there and he's like, man, you're the uh, you you got to be a white person to get uh, caught uh, drunk in your own car and get a promotion. Yeah, it's failing up, man. Yeah, and that's what James Gunn did. Which, and that's not what happens with artists of color. Someone like a Doja right. Cat doesn't happen. But cancel culture doesn't see the difference. Which brings me to my fuck you. Speaking of failing up, fuck Dan and motherfuck Dave. Yo, Dumb I'm just happy. I'm just happy they're done fucking up Game of Thrones, and now they get to fuck up Star Wars. Star Wars ain't my fandom. Hey, I feel sorry for all you guys that is. Y'all shit about to be, boy. Yeah, about to be taught. Big shout out to my homie Anita. I know she's a huge Star Wars fan. (laughs) It's over for you, boo. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) These dudes is about, Dumb and Dumber is about to tear it up That shit about to be days of our Star Wars, man. (laughs) Motherfuckers. They need to do fucking soap operas, man. They really do. They really do. Uh, all right, let's come listen. Listen on a positive note. You got any shout outs? I do, man. So shout out to my homie, motherfucking Tank. Tank. Tank and the Bangers got a new fucking album out. Y'all need to go and see it. That's a homie from way, way, way back in the yeah. Southern Fridays. And you need to go just peep uh, the NPR Tiny Desk, man. That joint got like. 20 million, I it's think. It's so bro. fucking good, man. It, in fact, somebody was teaching that at my fucking, uh, for my MFA. They're like, oh, here's a spoken word poet you need to study. And I'm like, that's the homie. I could t- I could text him right now. Hey, hey, hey Tank. I did actually. I'm like, yo, Tank. We studying your shit in class. It's fucking funny. I love the clout, baby. <laughs> right, 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 right. I shit. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, and a shout out for the AFL CIO, man. Shout out to them. They tweeted a guillotine because Delta bitch ass was like, you know, uh, you know, union dues cost a whole lot for seven hundred dollars. You know, you could get a a PlayStation or a gaming station. AFL CIO tweeted and then deleted because you know, fuck that. But they had the balls to do it. 
tweeted a motherfucking guillotine and was like, a guillotine only cost $1,200. Because you know what? Strike fear in these motherfuckers' hearts again. That's the true left. That's why you can never tell me fucking Joe Biden is the fucking left. The left was guillotining the fucking rich, man. Let them eat cake. Bitch, let you eat without a fucking head on your fucking neck. That's yeah. the left. Same energy, baby. Let's get it. No, I, 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 we forgot to talk about the Delta shit, man. Nah, and just, that's, that's, all, that's all we need, man. Motherfuck right. these companies that think, like, I am so pro-union. What the fuck do you mean I'm going to be against a fucking group of people whose whole job it is to make sure there isn't wage discrimination, that men and women are making the same amount of money, that black people and non-black people are making this, like fucking equality for the same amount of work and making sure that the, the workers aren't exploited. If you're not against, if, you, if you're if you anti-union, man, I don't know if this show is even for you because union is the nicest, kindest, that's the simplest, gentlest thing we can do. That's the type of thing that you have a conversation in a boardroom about. That's not the type of thing that you create a flyer for. Man, yeah, Who that shit did? made it through several layers of fucking... How did you put that up there, man? I mean, unions are, are dying all around the country and all around the world. I mean, that's what's happening is, is you can't even start a union because so many people now are contractors. Right. Uh, and that's how you get around that thing. The Democrats but, sold out the fucking unions. Yeah, that's what they... Man, I'm telling you, the um, that Citizens United shit really changed a lot of stuff, bro. Absolutely. Um, I have a shout-out, um, and, and it's... <clears throat> I often think of our weapons against the oppressor, you know, and, and they, they, they do exist. I, I believe art is a really good tool against the oppressor. But I think the most... And the internet is undefeated, but I'm going to tell you who's really undefeated. Black Twitter. It oh, is facts. by and far the wittiest, quickest, smartest, um, you know, just diverse opinions of human beings that attack. It's they're like um, they're like the red blood cells. You know what I'm saying? The things that attack the cancers. Are Those the are that, white blood cells. The white blood cells is what I meant to say. Red blood cells <laughs> transport oxygen to your cells. You simple fuck. All right, uh, fucking Poindexter <laughs> over here. <laughs> Tell me, tell me more about how computers work and how hacking works. They're got... called phagocytes. <clears throat> All right. So they're like, uh, whatever. They're like the antibodies that attack cancer. Those are different, too. <laughs> I love you, homie. All right. Uh, before, you know, before yep. uh, Doc Ock over here or whatever, the smartest guy in the room, uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, man. I do, I do. The, t- the people uh, who immediately see wrong in the world and pick it apart they do it humor they do it with humor they do it with intellect and they do it with kindness and uh, i just think uh, black twitter is one of the greatest if not the best tool we have against the oppressor and i want to give them a huge shout out yo we went through a lot man we laughed we cried keep your eyes open you know we try to keep it light but it's a lot of really really wild things happen in the world you know look out for your tribe look out for your people look out for yourself We love you, we out.